Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 112 Praise the Lord. Happy are those who fear the Lord, who greatly delight in their commandments. Their descendants will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. They rise in the darkness as a light for the upright. They are gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with those who deal generously and lend, who conduct their affairs with justice, for the righteous will never be moved. They will be remembered forever. They are not afraid of evil tidings. Their hearts are firm, secure in the Lord. Their hearts are steady, they are not afraid. In the end, they will look and triumph on their foes. They have distributed freely, they have given to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn is exalted in honor. The wicked see it and are angry. They gnash their teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked comes to nothing. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 6 through 12. A fool's lips bring strife, and a fool's mouth invites a flogging. The mouths of fools are the ruin, and their lips a snare to themselves. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. One who is slack in work is close kin to a vandal. The name of the Lord is strong tower. The righteousness, the righteous run into it and are safe. The wealth of the rich is their strong city. In their imagination, it is like a high wall. Before destruction, one's heart is haughty, but humility goes before honor. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. The end of all things is near. Therefore be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards in the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the 12th Friday after Pentecost. This morning's readings, uh, we have... Uh, Psalm 112, uh, as we did yesterday, and then readings from Proverbs 18 and 1 Peter 4. Uh, However, this morning, uh, August 30th, happens to be the feast day of two very little-known soldier saints from the 4th century, uh, Saints Emeterius and Celadonius. Uh, 
Uh, of course, that's, you know, it's pronounced many different ways. Um, but there were two um, soldiers in the 7th Legion out of Spain in the 4th century. And um, some stories claim that they were sons of Marcellus the Centurion, um, but that's not substantiated at all. It's just a claim made in one of the, the stories about their, their martyrdom. Um, but their story is you know, very similar to other soldier saints at the time. Um, this was toward the, uh, the end of, of, I guess, pagan Rome, I suppose. And Diocletian was nervous because Rome was already kind of beginning to fall. Um, and decline, and he, uh, Diocletian, blamed the Christians for it. Uh, they were accused of um, blasphemy and being not being religious and all these other things because they didn't worship the Roman gods, and that led to, under uh, Diocletian's understanding, that led to disfavor from the gods and the decline of the Roman state, and so he needed a scapegoat, and this is why um, the Christians were persecuted from uh, about 300 or so to about 304, 305. And we get a lot of people in the military who were martyred because um, officers were required to take loyalty oaths and pinch incense to Caesar, which was uh, a means of, of affirming Caesar's godship. Um, most of the lower enlisted type of soldiers, the militists, were not required to do that. They're just you know, they're just kind of there. But officers and nobility were required and expected to, and so you get a lot of them who are being martyred, um, who come from nice families, who uh, have family in the military, um, but who were expected to um, indicate their their uh, reverence for Caesar um, and therefore the Roman pantheon. Um, and in turn, it was thought, the, the Roman gods would find favor again and restore Rome to its its place in, of power. Um, Demetrius and Celadonius refused and are, were martyred in um, in Spain, and I'm not sure exactly the name of the city, um, in part because at the time, or I'm sorry, in part because the city names sometimes now take their names. So Santander, um, Spain is in this um, in northern Spain. <coughs> um, and the, um, the, the, the name Santander is derived from Saint uh, Emeterius. Um, and sometimes it's confused, but it's not uh, Saint Andrews. Like there's a bank in Scotland named Santander and it's kind of a derivative of Saint Andrews but not in Spanish. St. Emeterius was uh, Santander, and then Santander, and then Santander. Um, and so Santander Cathedral is the site in which they were beheaded. And they've done a pretty good job of preserving the relics, the bones. Um, there was an ancient uh, uh, church there that, it was, that in the 13th century, the, what is now the cathedral was built as a monastery, um, and then eventually became a cathedral. Um, and that was where, I'm sorry, actually Santander is where um, uh, part of their body laid. So what happened, uh, one of the few kind of distinguishing parts of their story 
is that, um, you know, they recanted, they refused to pinch incense to Caesar, they were imprisoned, tortured, and then they were decapitated on the banks of the uh, Sidacus River outside of Calahora in Spain. Um, and so where they are decapitated becomes the cathedral. Um, their heads, however, floated down the river to Santander. Um, so Calahora is where they were killed, but Santander um, is where their heads arrived or floated to. Um, and I think the name at the time, like the Roman name of the city, um, I came across it somewhere and I can never remember it. Um, anyway, so the, the, the heads arrived somewhere else and that's where another cathedral is built. So one cathedral or monastery has their skulls and the, the other one has all the rest of their relics. Um, and they remain patron saints of both cities to this day. Um, you can look up the coat of arms for Calahora and you'll see their names and then two broken swords, which is sometimes a symbol for um, soldier saints who recanted uh, or who, who refused to recant their Christian faith and got in trouble for not being um, not being religious enough in Roman understandings. And then uh, Cantabria uh, is another city in Spain, and on their coat of arms you can see the boat um, that carried their heads down the river. Their boats, their heads are like floating over the boat. It's kind of interesting. Um, but uh, in almost every way, they're just like any other soldier saint from that era. Um, and this is kind of what happens. There's you know one or two things that distinguishes them, um, but for the most part, you know this policy got passed. Um, and as it trickled down over the course of several years and became enforced, this is when we see the first major um, martyrdom in the Christian church, and it starts with soldiers who refuse to worship Caesar and who, um, you know, oftentimes want to serve their country but refuse to, you know, kind of turn that corner and say that, yeah, you know, even just symbolically, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pretend to worship Caesar. Most of them refused, and there's stories you know, left and right about commanding officers who were like, look, just do it. You know, it doesn't really matter. Everybody does it. And they're like, no, uh, that's, that's not appropriate. I'm not going to do it. And uh, I'm, you know, Martin, who uh, came much later in the 330s. He said, I'm the soldier of Christ. It's not permissible for me to fight. Um, and fighting and worshiping Caesar were, were very much, you know, intertwined. Um, so Emeterius and Caledonius uh, are, are not very well known at all outside Spain, but they're um, just kind of typical of how this shift began in the Christian church um, when, you know, Rome was starting to get desperate. And so, um, you know, several actions occurred that led to this age of martyrs and the, the adoption of Christianity by Constantine and then the you know, the further development and evolution of monasticism and, and everything else, it, it begins right around 300 with these soldier saints who refuse to place Caesar um, above God and who, who pay the ultimate, the real, actual ultimate sacrifice uh, for, their, for their decision. Prayer of a Martyr 
from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who gave your servants, Emeterius and Caledonius, boldness to confess the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, before the rulers of this world, and courage to die for this faith, grant that we may always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is in us, and to suffer gladly for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.